Hi, I'm Caleb. This is my mommy's podcast. If you like it, would you please share it, subscribe, and give her a review? I know she'll be very grateful. Thanks, and have an awesome, great, awesome, great, awesome day. Welcome to The Faint Wick. I'm Melissa Strickland. I was recently asked to speak to a group of college students just starting out on their adult life journey, and I was specifically asked to share with them something that I wish someone had told me at that place in my life. And as I was jotting down some notes to use, I realized that it really doesn't matter where someone is in their life, my advice would be just the same. And that is to seek God, look for Him with all your heart, and then wait expectantly for Him to reveal His glory to you. Sometimes, on those especially hard days, the days of frustration and pain and helplessness, I can easily, too easily, forget that the almighty God of the universe is by my side. I backslide into forgetting that the places he has put me, the situations he has allowed into my life, All of my experiences, including being a caregiver to a spouse with multiple sclerosis, are opportunities for me to draw closer to him, to learn more about who he is and how much he loves me, and through that process, to become more like him so that I can respond to his overwhelming mercy and grace with praise and thanksgiving. 1 Chronicles 16.11 says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. To me, that's a pretty clear direction to be intentional in looking for him. All of the time, everywhere, and in everything. Look for Him in the challenges and the stress. Look for Him in the triumphs and the joy. Ask Him to reveal Himself to you each day. Psalm 145.18 says, The Lord is near to all who call upon him. So call upon him. Look for him. And he will come near because you are his beloved child. You may have noticed that I love stories. I see the world in stories and I believe every life is a story. And if you reflect on the individual chapters that make up your narrative, 
the characters, the settings, the plot lines, you can clearly see God revealing himself and his truths to you. Hindsight is a good thing. But what about being more intentional in looking for those revelations in the moment, in the here and now? Let me pause here and say that I originally planned to go a different direction than the one I'm about to go. I had a really great story I was going to share, a crazy but true story about how the Lord just blew me away with the glory of His presence while I was on a work assignment in Iraq. And the best part of that story is that it centers around a little stuffed dog named Molly Hatchet. So you know it has to be good, right? I I plan to include that story in the book that I am trying desperately to finish right now. But I realized at the last minute that it just wasn't the right thing for this time with you today. You see, it wasn't right because it happened in a context that is so very different than what I and I suspect you experience every day. And and the point of what I'm sharing today isn't that if you go to a remote and devastated war-torn country, you can find God there. The point today is that God is always with you and that if you look for him in the stresses and joys of everyday life, You can see him. He's here with you in the mundane, in the stress. You will find, in fact, that his glory surrounds you. That point was driven home to me just yesterday. The kids and I had spent the morning with dear friends, and on the way home, we stopped to put gas in the car. Doesn't get any more mundane than that, huh? Well, because I'm me, and I'm a wife, and a mom, and an employee, and a friend, and a caregiver, I have a million things buzzing around in my head pretty much every minute of every day. So many things to be done. So many things I am failing at doing. So many things I can't control. So many stresses. Well, I put my wallet on the roof of the car and accidentally left it there when the gas pumping was finished. Except, of course, that it didn't stay there. When I realized what I had done, we were already cruising down the road on the way home, and my heart sank to my feet. I pulled over and stopped with the absurd hope that 
somehow the wallet would have been made with a super sticking substance that had kept it on the car. Nope. Then the kids and I retraced the route back to the gas station with me telling them, keep your eyes open for a red wallet somewhere along the road. Nothing. We got back to the gas station and the sweet cashier told me nothing had been turned in. And then she went through all of the trash cans outside just in case someone had taken out the cash, and I had about $200 in there, and thrown the rest of it away. She was incredibly sweet, and if I had opened my eyes a little wider in that moment, I would have recognized that God was with me through her empathy and uncomplaining willingness to sift through the crud of a gas station trash can for me. But I was still super stressed as I thought about the loss of the money and the hassle of making all those calls to the bank and credit card companies Ugh, and having to get a new driver's license. So the blessing of that moment whizzed past me. And I missed a chance at recognizing God's glory around me to breathe in the peace that I needed at that moment. Discouraged, I got back into the car and started it up. Then, realizing my children were with me, I felt a tug that I really had to be a good example to them. So I said, let's pray, you guys. And we did. I asked for God to somehow get the wallet back to me, even though it seemed completely impossible that would happen. And then I prayed that he would bring us peace if it didn't come back, which was the more likely scenario and that he would help me get through all of the stupid phone calls and replacing my license. As we drove home for the second time, I glanced over and saw my 10-year-old Caleb as he continued to sit in the car and, and pray. His little hands up in front of his face, his head bowed, and he kept silently praying. And I felt like, okay, God's here. But I was still stressed. We returned home, and I called the bank about my debit card, and I felt like the biggest idiot in the world. Who leaves their wallet on top of their car? Well, you do, Melissa, because you don't have it together. And I'm not sure how you get through life at all. Then I heard our little dog, Perry, barking like a fiend. And the kids ran to the window and one of them said, Mommy, there's a lady walking to our door with a red wallet in her hand. 
sure enough. I felt my legs go weak and a warmth rising up from my feet and my heart began to beat faster. God had drawn near. We learn that the lady's name is Kim and that she is from Lincolnton, North Carolina, about an hour and a half away from where we live. She made sure to tell us that she's a Nana and she loves her grandchildren. She said she saw the wallet lying in the middle of the road, a busy road, I might add. And she almost kept driving, but she said, I just felt like God was telling me to make the extra effort this time. So she pulled over, risked her own safety to walk into the middle of this busy road, then looked up the address on the driver's license that I don't have to replace now, hallelujah, and drove out of her way to bring it to me. Oh, the awesome glory of God breaking through the challenges of my mundane life. I hugged Nana Kim at least six times before releasing her back to Lincolnton, and I have thanked the Lord for her at least 60 times since then. And I have thanked Him for opening my eyes to his presence in my life. I shared this story with a friend shortly after it happened, and while they were happy for me that I got my wallet back, they just didn't share my level of wonder at the miraculous nature of it. To them, and they do believe in God, it just, it just didn't rise to the level of miracle even though at that moment, for me, the chances of ever seeing that wallet again were one in a million, and my heart was pierced with the revelation of this experience in a way that felt awfully miraculous. So of all the things I have learned in life so far, which one Outside of the eternal truth of the gospel, do I treasure most? Look for God. Pray and read his word and always keep your eyes open for his presence. Make it a habit every day to ask him to show himself to you, to draw you nearer and nearer to him. When he's there, You may be the only one that notices it, and your heart may be racing because it is one of the most exciting, miraculous things you've ever seen, while everyone around you just kind of shrugs. Because that moment might be meant just for you. You may need to see him, to draw near to him in those moments when 
You feel stretched to your caregiving limits. You're not sure what the future holds. When you're jolted awake in the middle of the night by anxious thoughts, you may need to see him by your side when you have to make hard decisions or face the suffering endured by the people you love. You may see him in the little singing bird hopping along the branch of a tree or in the cool wind that blows through your hair on a sunny summer's day. And when you see him, when you feel his presence, when your heart is pounding because your soul has been pierced by his mercy and grace, thank him for drawing near to you so that you can have a greater understanding of who he is and who you are in him so that your light can shine even brighter than it already does and others can see it more clearly than they already do. Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good deeds and give glory to your Father in heaven. Look for him. Today's song is His Glory Appears by Hillsong. Have a blessed day. Where you died for
Don't forget to share, subscribe, and review. Thanks a lot.